This is the Fantasy Fast Track with Brandon Funston and Brad Evans. Ready, set, go! This is a Fantasy Fast Track podcast. I'm Brad the Big Noise Evans, joined by Senior Fun Buns, Brandon Funston, Thursday night football at Numero Dos. Upcoming here, Fun Buns, uh, we got the Fighting Footballs hosting... Ah, yes, those lowly G-men already miniaturized in week number one from New York, the New York Giants. Uh, The line on this game has shifted. It opened, I believe, at five. It got down to three. Now it's back to minus three and a half. Pulled out of DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, The Fighting Footballs favored in this one with a total of 40 and a half. Give me a pick on the spread and give me a game score prediction, my friend. 40 and a half is the... Wow, that's low. Um, Have you seen New York play football? Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> I know. I even, throw even that out bad, there. Even bad teams can find their way to 20 points at times. I would actually say it goes over. I will say it's 24 to 20 in favor of the football team. Um, what do you say the spread's at right now? Because I'm seeing it at three and four and a half. And a half and, three and a half. Oh, so three and a half. So I guess they will cover. Uh, I think it's going to be really close, though. So. It might even end up being I, – I think it's fair. I think it's about a field goal. I, I give the Giants maybe a 15% chance of pulling the money line upset here. So, really? Um, yeah, I do. So, yeah, but I'll, I'll take the I'll take the football team to cover right now. Yeah, it's plus 150 if the Giants went straight up at DraftKings. Uh, it is juice to the Giants side at minus 115, catching the three and a half. It's minus 105 on the football team side, and that's where I'm stacking my chips, baby. Uh, give me the fighting Taylor Heineke's. We're going to get to an in-depth discussion on him here in a minute. And I'm going to go 23 to 17. So if you do the math, Captain Hook, yar! Got to come into play here, hopefully for me on the right side. I got it at 40, and it's 40.5. So give me the under. Give me the fighting footballs to cover. I'm going to do exactly the opposite of what Brandon says. <laughs> 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 sounds sounds about right. Good well, one of us is going to get it right, and chances yeah. are one of us will get it right on the side, and then somebody's going to screw it up on the. T- nobody's going to go undefeated. In other words, that's probably right. it's going to be one and one each, guaranteed. And with that, let's get to it. This Thursday night football throwdown with the Fantasy Five. <laughs> Number five. All right, we're previewing this game from a sports gamification perspective. And I pulled this line, uh, Brandon, from Price Picks, our friends there. Uh, they sponsored my Bring the Noise uh, Q&A that I do with uh, the good sir Nathaniel Lundy on Sunday mornings via StreamYard. Check that out uh, starting at 10.15 a.m. Eastern time every NFL Sunday on, again, my Twitter feed, at Noisy Juevos. Uh, and it's 16 flat. I, I know you hate having no hook in there, but 16 fantasy points scored for Taylor Heineke. Remember, their scoring system, traditional. It's uh, one point for every 20 yards passing, one point for every 10 yards rushing, four points per passing touchdown, six points for all other touchdowns. Uh, they do get docked. I think it's either one Maybe two for a pick or a turnover. I think it's one. Oh, I, I, I did an investigation here. It's actually a point for every 25 yards. Oh, oh so it's the Yahoo yeah. scoring that they use. It's the Yahoo scoring system. Except for Yahoo docks you minus two on a fumble and minus one on an interception. Prize picks is actually minus one on either kind of a turnover. So okay. it's, it's, it's friendly when it comes to turnovers. They don't, they don't kill you too much. And so it's 16 for Heineke, which you don't need a hook on fantasy points because any number – you know, um, you have to go to like point 
two five or something for you. Hey man, I believe in fractional scoring. So I do too. I do too. So this is a low number for a guy who can run. And I know you got some got some things to say about those wheels, Mr. Taylor Heineke. But I looked last week, even in the Yahoo scoring, there was twenty two quarterbacks that went over this number. Uh, look at pretty much if you throw two touchdown passes, you're going over. If you run for any kind of appreciable yardage and, and only throw one touchdown pass, you're probably going over. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater, who faced these Giants last week, had 20.5 points, uh, and he didn't have he didn't light up the you know he didn't light things up either. He just had a serviceable day. Taylor Heineke will have a serviceable day, and he will go over this number. Uh, well over. I think he's going to eclipse 20 fantasy points, Brandon. Yes, even in a Yahoo scoring system uh, because of that duality. And, you know, this is a guy that, let's be honest, this is not much of a step down from Ryan Fitzpatrick. In fact, it could be a slight upgrade, to be honest with you. If the Taylor Heineke that we saw in the wild card round against the vaunted Tampa Bay Buccaneers shows up on the scene. And we saw that player for a half last week. Uh, He was number five in adjusted completion percentage in week one with an 85.7% mark. And again, hard back to that Tampa performance a season ago. 306 passing yards, a passing TD, had one pick, 46 rushing, and a rushing TD. And the fact that his player prop at DraftKings, for those with sports betting interests, is 18.5 on rush yards. I broke out the hammer. It opened at 19 and a half. I'm like, that's too low, too. He's going to be in the 25 to 30 range on the ground, uh, especially the Giants over pursue because he is an opportunistic rusher, to say the least. And he's a guy that could deliver the ball crisply down the field. We saw that in the relationship and the chemistry he had instantaneously with Terry McLaurin in relief of Fitzpatrick in week one. So I think he can get there. And look, Teddy Two Gloves went for 264 and two. <laughs> The- Teddy Two Gloves reminds me of the sloth at the DMV in the Zootopia movie. <laughs> <laughs> so if he can get over, if he can get, if he can get over eighteen and a half, and he got to nineteen rush yards, yeah, I'm with you on Heineke sledgehammering that over. Yeah, look, the the sixteen's just way too low, and if you have streaming interests, yeah, that's right. Pour yourself an ice cold Heineke. Number four. All right, let's move on to one of your man crushes. I think we can designate him as such. Uh, he is a man that you would certainly spoon if given the opportunity, and that is other than Sterling Shepard. Now, this is a real line. Pull this one from DraftKings Sportsbook. The total here is four and a half receptions. Juice way to the over of minus 160. Funston and some books have it at five and a half and it's plus odds on the over on that so for the sake of this pod though let's leave it at four and a half catches over or under oh you know I'm going over he was targeted nine times had seven catches last week um, and you know you look at this this Washington defense they I think they gave up a 70 percent catch rate um, to the Chargers last week the Chargers receivers um, 24 catches on 34 targets Keenan Allen had nine catches. Mike Williams had eight. Uh, you know, there was some success going on there. So uh, I will I will, I will, will say, and the one thing I noticed, you know, the Giants' offense was pretty much wide receiver-centric. They averaged, uh, I think, 25 targets to their wide receivers and 11 combined to the running backs and tight ends. So, and it's, it was really the three, it was really the three big three wide receivers. It was Sterling Shepard. It was Kenny Galladay. It was Darius Slayton getting all of the looks. So 
Sterling Shepard, I think, leads this team in targets and leads this team in catches, and I, I expect him to do so in week two and go over this number. Yeah, I'm way over. Uh, I think it's at least a six-catch game for Sterling Shepard. And you mentioned, um, you know, all nine of those targets he had were out of the slot last week, and he's going to draw primarily Kendall Fuller in coverage, who out of the slot gave up a 96.5 passer rating, 1.56 yards per snap to L.A. Chargers targets. So I, I'm with you there. I think Shepard's going to have himself a very nice day. Let's do a little head-to-head, shall we? Tell me who'd rather play this week, Sterling Shepard or Tyler Boyd, another slot guy against Chicago. Oh, um, I am going to go with, I think I'm going to go with Sterling Shepard. I'm just going to back off Tyler Boyd a little bit. I still feel good about him for the long haul, but I, I feel like this is a good matchup for Sterling Shepard. That's a great matchup for Tyler Boyd. <laughs> I tell you that right. The Bears gave up a perfect passer rating to slot targets last week. That was Cooper Cup. Mm. So that good luck. Good a, luck. Cooper Cup is a, uh, you know, it's a different quarterback and Cooper Cup's a different animal. He's one of the best after the catch as well. So uh, I'll still go with Sterling. Uh, I've got Boyd at 29, and I got Sterling at 30. That's how close it is. Uh, what about Tyler Boyd or Brandon Cooks off a monster game, though he's going to Cleveland? Yeah, I will go with uh, I will go with Sterling Shepard. Uh, I go Sterling Shepard. What about Sterling Shepard or my boy Robbie Anderson? All he needed was one catch. Thank God he got it. He draws New yeah. Orleans this week. Uh, yeah, that, I'm sorry. One catch. I know it was a big one, but uh, I will go with the guy who had nine targets in Sterling Shepard. Yes, it is also Sterling Shepard for me. Number three. All right, let's march on. Let's stick with a G-man, and uh, let's focus on another wide receiver. Galladay, will you celebrate uh, the over-under? And let's focus on receiving yards. Uh, pull this one from Caesars Sportsbook. 50.5 fun buns over-under. Yeah, what did he have 64 last week? They weren't all sideline catches either. Saw him catch a, uh, you know, a route over the middle, kind of a deep cross. Um, thought he looked pretty good considering he had, wasn't really healthy for much of the preseason. This was his first game with the G-Man. Talked about how Mike Williams and Keenan Allen both had success last week against uh, Washington. I will go over on this one as well. I think Kenny G gets at least 60-plus for the second straight game. Ain't nothing but a G thing, baby. Me and Fun Buns going down and getting crazy. <laughs> Death Roll is not the label that pays me, though. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, but Galladay's going to pay me. Uh, I'm going to take the over as well on the 50.5 receiving yards. It's low. That's a really low yeah. number. I can't believe, uh, you know. Well, look, the sports books are asleep at the wheel. Uh, oftentimes here the first like two to three weeks because their algorithms don't really have much to pull from historically to computate uh, or compute. Computate's not even a word. Compute is a word. Uh, an actual yeah. line. Well, uh, they might want to get a subjective opinion in there for the first couple weeks of the season from an expert or something like that. I'm sure they do. But, uh, yeah, you're right. I'm sure the algorithms are a little bit slow to the take. Yeah, and you look at the matchup here. Uh, William Jackson the third uh, is an esteemed cover DB only gave up 20.8 passer rating in the secondary uh, for the fighting footballs last week, but it's Benjamin St. Juiced kid out of Minnesota. Uh, who was the one that was overly forgiving a 132.9 passer rating targeted 10 times. He gave up seven catches for 94 yards. So you get Galladay in those situations. I mean, it could be two plays branded bang, bang, and he's over on the 50.5 receiving yards mark. So uh, I do like him quite a bit. Let's work him into a head-to-head scenario. And I'm looking at my ranks right now, and I believe I have not moved Kenny Galladay up. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think I need to do that right now. So let's go and throw this out there. Uh, Kenny Galladay or Cortland Sutton post-Jerry Judy injury in Jacksonville? 
Yeah, and it's Jacksonville. Um, that's the team that Brandon Cooks went crazy against last week. I, I think Cortland Sutton's now just the clear alpha. I'll take Cortland Sutton. Uh, I've got Kenny Galladay there. I need Cortland Sutton to prove it to me, to be honest with you, that he is 100% back. Could be more of a Tim Patrick, KJ Hamler kind of day. Uh, Kenny G or Corey Davis against New England? Uh, I just was uh, – I just moved Kenny G up over Corey Davis, so give me Kenny G. <laughs> so did I by one spot. <laughs> uh, last one, Kenny Galladay or Juju Smith-Schuster against Vegas? Ooh, uh, I think in a full PPR, I'm going to go Juju, but in half or less, I'm going Kenny G. Uh, I'm going to go Kenny G by a nose. Number two. All right, let's turn our attention now to the fighting footballs, and let's focus on the backfield. And Antonio Gibson, uh, already off to a sophomore sensational start, didn't find the end zone last week, Brandon. Uh, he didn't even register a single red zone touch, believe it or not, in that game. But you got to like the volume. Remember the rumors, uh, you know, Kyle Allen saying, hey, we're going to utilize him like Christian McCaffrey. Ron Rivera saying, yeah, that's what we're going to try to do. And sure enough, 23 touches in week one against the Chargers. 20 carries, 90 yards, chipped in three catches for 17. Uh, you look at the Giants, uh, they got trashed on the ground. Uh, 25 carries, 146 yards, and a touchdown. That long TD going to Melvin Gordon late in that contest in total giving up 5.84 yards per carry. Uh, I like Gibson quite a bit. I think he's going to find the end zone, but for the sake of this exercise, let's zero in on rush yards. 70.5 is the number, and I'm already doing uh, a little jig in my living room, Brandon, because I got this line at 65.5 when it opened, and it's already ballooned by five yards. But over or under 70.5 yeah. rush yards for Antonio Gibson. Yeah, it's insane, isn't it? Because he had 90 last week, yep. and he had 20 carries. And you look at the Denver duo that combined for 25 carries and 146 yards. It's like – and that those aren't going to be split up for Antonio Gibson. He gets all of them. So, yeah, this is – I can't even believe it opened at 65. To me, this feels like it should have opened at no worse than 75 and let the public run that up. But uh, this is a this is an absolute. If we could pull this, if the sledgehammer was able to cross over into the fantasy fast track, unfortunately it can't. But <laughs> if it was able to, I'd be calling for it right now. Oh, yeah. Space-time continuum. I think the sledgehammer <laughs> can fly through anything, man. It, you know, it'll find a wormhole. It'll it'll find a way to get to us. Um, well, it, it's unplugged. It, it, it arrives unplugged. We have to do the da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-
Um, I see maybe something similar to what we saw from Austin Eckler. I'll say, I'll say 14 carries, 49 yards, three catches, 23 yards. Hmm. Uh, okay. Uh, does he score a touchdown? I think that's the $64,000 question. I say no. I'll say no as well. So, so you're like saying 49. 17 total touches for Saquon. I think I got him for math right. Seventy-two total yards. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little bit lower. Give me thirteen carries for forty-two yards. Uh, I like the three catches, uh, but just for fourteen and no TD. So if you keep that in mind, and obviously if if you're listening to this podcast or sports betting devices, keep close tabs on the sports books for when any kind of number in regards to Saquon Barkley populates uh, because I'm going to be smashing the under more likely. Remember mm-hmm. the line last week, but it's 61 and a half rush yards and it wasn't even remotely close. I think it bottomed out at like 56 and a half, 57 and a half by kickoff. And I would expect a similar range the second time around. So let's spin this for fantasy devices. Who would you rather play this week? Saquon Barkley or Jamal Williams in a revenge game against the Packers? Uh, man, that's a, that's a tough one. I'm going to go Saquon Barkley. I've got Jamal Williams. Uh, speaking with the Williams theme, what about Javante Williams over Saquon? Javante, of course, getting those stinky, stench-filled Jacksonville Jaguars. Urban Meyer saying, no, no, I'm, uh, I'm committed. Couldn't even look people in the eye, hands in his pockets. I don't know if you saw the video when he was asked about whether he's going to take the USC job. Just get out of there already, Meyer. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. Javante Williams or Saquon's? You know what? Look at the the Texan running backs were lining up last week for touchdowns, for production. Yeah, give me Javante. There's only two uh, Denver running backs to share that wealth this week instead of three. So I'll I'll take Javante. Everybody wins against the Jaguars. I totally agree. Last one, the hottest waiver wire grab of the week, Elijah Mitchell going to Philadelphia or Barkley. Yeah, it's. I mean, Philadelphia is looking tough, but I mean, I, I like the workload upside, the running system in San Fran. Elijah being the lead guy there. Give me Elijah Mitchell. It's a sweep. The answer here is not Saquon. <laughs> That's what it is. Uh, <laughs> not do you, yet, anyway. Where do you, I got him at RB twenty five. Where do you plan to rank him this week? Do you have any idea? Um, yeah, he'll be in a similar range. He'll be outside my top twenty. He was twenty three last week. I don't see myself ranking him any higher than that this week. Uh, any final takeaways uh, from this game? Uh, you know, a couple of players that I have utmost confidence in, Terry McLaurin, obviously. Uh, as soon as Heineke stepped on the field, they connected for that deep ball, which, uh, you know, McLaurin made a Cirque du Soleil acrobatic catch, it, almost impossible, as he was parallel to the ground and was able to adjust midair through the defender's arms and just a teardrop right to his hands. This thing of beauty. Uh, very artistic uh, in his delivery there. I think McLaurin could have a huge night. He has shredded the Giants in his young career. It could be 100 yards and a touchdown for him. And I, I still think Logan Thomas, always a good bet to find the end zone as well. Yeah, I love the Logan Thomas. I like both the Logan Thomas and the Antonio Gibson. Maybe you you you, you know you roll the dice on either one of them to be the first TD score because Logan Thomas is plus 1,000 and Antonio Gibson's plus 500. I, I feel, you know, that Washington gets on the board first, and I would, I, I'd feel pretty good about both of those guys being the, the, you know, the top candidates to score in this one. Yeah, look, and Logan Thomas just for an anytime touchdown plus one eighty, Terry McLaurin at plus one twenty five. Oh, how we like the plus 
odds and potential money to roll in, Brandon. And with that, that is a wrap on this edition of the Fantasy Fast Track Podcast. Please follow Brandon on Twitter. At Brandon Funson, follow me there. At Noisy Cuevos, drop us a rating and a review, would you kindly? And until next time, adios, amigos!